Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience podcast with Jeanette Lissette. Thought leaders explore the mindset, wellness, and wealth needed to realize next level transformation. Let's get started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Zach White. Zach is a widely regarded coach known for changing the game in engineering, career, coaching. He has worked with hundreds of engineers at all levels, from dozens of top companies worldwide to escape burnout and achieve breakthrough results. He is also the founder and CEO of Oasis of Courage, known as ACO, a fast-growing company with unique and proven coaching programs exclusively for engineers. He also hosts the Happy Engineer podcast, where listeners discover the steps to engineering success through expert interviews. Zach's own transformational framework, the Lifestyle Engineering Blueprint, specifically for engineers and technical professionals to accelerate their career while designing a life they love. Zach, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. There's a lot of layers here. Let's go ahead and get started peeling them back. Jeanette, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Zach, if you took the full body of the work that you do and had to summarize the mission that you're on and why it matters, how would you do that? Oasis of Courage exists to help leaders in engineering and technology create the career of their dreams, but to do it in the context of the life of their dreams. So how do we find success without sacrifice? How do we achieve promotions without burnout? And creating a way to accomplish that in a community of like-minded leaders that can put that wind in your sails and encourage you along the way. It's that simple. You say it's that simple, but I know there's a lot of layers. <laughs> yeah. to it and I know there's a lot, that, a lot of experiences that you've had along the way that brought you there. So let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that. My journey to starting this company began well before I ever knew it would become my full-time life's work. I am an engineer. I studied mechanical engineering, and I started my career very excited to achieve success the same way so many professionals do. My whole life, I'd been told, you're so smart, you're so intelligent, you're going to do so well, you're going to be somebody, and was married right out of school as well, and life was good. I had everything going for me, landed a great job. But Jeanette, it was only a few years later, I'd gotten my master's degree, I was working incredibly hard, and I was starting to feel this sense of things aren't working, home life's not so great, marriage is getting really hard, and I did the only thing I knew how to do, was work harder and get smarter. Unfortunately, that strategy really failed me. I hit rock bottom the day that I came home from a work trip to a note from my spouse that this isn't working. I want to get a divorce. My whole world unraveled right before my eyes. It was extremely embarrassing, depressing, just the grief. It was a really low point in my life. And I'm sure you can understand or relate and so many stories, and it's like, how did this happen? So what? How did I end up here? This is the last place anybody thought I would end up, at least of all me. I thought I was going to be so successful. It was the healing and recovery of that rock bottom experience where everything that is now the lifestyle engineering blueprint was born. But at the time, I was just learning it for myself. I needed to overcome the grief. I needed to find a new way to build my career without going back to that same dark place again. And years later, I had this vision enter my heart and mind that I had been called to be an engineer, not to be an engineer, but to go serve other engineers who were going through exactly the things that I had failed at. And here we are. That's amazing. It really is amazing. And it's a testament to paying paying attention to that inner voice because a lot of times we ignore that voice that we hear sometimes. It's a still small voice, Jeanette. It's easy to miss. So 
what enabled you to get there? Was it therapy? Was it just a moment of pause, reflection? What were some of the things that brought you to that? I'll tell you the first and probably most important thing that created the inflection point, that ended the downward spiral and got my life on what would be a slow, hard, long recovery, but it, it changed the trajectory. It was one simple action that happened that same day as finding the note from my wife at the time. I picked up the phone after I picked myself up off the floor. I was a wreck. It was a really hard few hours of just wondering what was going on. I got myself together and I picked up the phone and I called my sister, Lindsay, and she picked up the phone, surprised to hear from me. It was an unusual time for me to call. And she could tell immediately something was going on because I couldn't keep it together on the phone. Jeanette, for the first time in my life as an adult, I told someone the truth. I told my sister what was actually going on. I let someone into my life in an intimate way where I had been keeping everyone out. The fact that my marriage was failing, honestly, looking back, it was in a bad place for years. And anybody, if they had seen what was going on, could have told me, Zach, you, you need to take serious action here to get your life back on track. But I was hiding it. I was keeping secrets. I had this ego and this lone wolf hero mentality that I can do it. If I just read another book about marriage, I'll fix this. I tried to do it by myself. And that willingness to let someone else in, to tell the truth and ask for help, that was the starting point. It's not like that created all the healing. There was a lot of work to do after that, but that was the first thing. And so it's still a lesson for me to this day. Anytime something is really not working for me, when I feel that sense of whether it's suffering or pain or frustration or anger, or whatever negative energy you're experiencing around a part of your life that's not working, the first thing I ask myself is, am I telling the truth to myself and others, the people who deserve it, the people who love me, care about me, and have I asked for help? And if not, that's where I always start. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, especially the asking for help. Of course, asking yourself, is this true? Is this really true? Yeah. And then reaching out for help. I remember there was a time in my career where I questioned whether or not I was in the right place at the right time. And one of my mentors, who happened to be a vice president at the company that I worked for, suggested that I get a coach. I did and worked with her for several months and was able to get some clarity on what it was that I wanted. So as we talk about coaching and then finding coaches, I know that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. There's a lot of coaches out there, but finding the right one, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about that in your walk? Yeah, I did reach out to a therapist first and said, I need to do some healing and some recovery from the grief, from the divorce, and get myself back in a healthy place. And just want to say that honestly and candidly, you know, don't be ashamed if you're in a place where you really need to just get up off the floor. I think counseling and psychotherapy has a really important role in letting go of wounds and trauma of our past that holds us back from our full potential. So I did that work first. And at a certain point in the therapy, my therapist actually encouraged me to do the same thing your mentor said to you. He said, Zach, you're doing really well. You're starting to get your feet back under you. But the work we're doing is more about healing and letting go of this wound. It's time for you to now focus on moving forward. I'd encourage you to go get a, a coach. 
and start working with a coach on how to rebuild your career and get things back on track and reconnect to a vision of your future again. Because during that time of the divorce, all of my goals, all of my vision, everything I wanted in life, all that just fell to the wayside. Who cares? I didn't want any of those things anymore because when you're in that state of depression and despair, you just don't think about five years from now. So when you get healthy again and you start reconnecting to desire and you want to do something with your life, that's a great time to reach out to a coach. So I was really fortunate that someone I knew from years before, we had a coffee mentorship reconnection chat and she was in HR and she had a lot of success in her career. And we reconnected because I was thinking about changing jobs and that was the context. And I mentioned to her, Hey, yeah, my therapist actually suggested that I get a coach. And she said, Oh, if you're interested, I do coaching as well on the side. And I'd be honored to do a couple of free sessions with you if you'd like to do some coaching. So I took her up on that and it was immediate, Jeanette. I was really blessed that relationship and just connected with her. She had such great insight, her, the way she challenged me, the questions, the tools that she gave me, dig deeper than I'd ever gone in my life and then create a plan of action and some accountability to execute that. I fell in love with being coached. And again, we talk about planted seeds that I never knew. Of course, I am a coach now and I'm so passionate about it, but that was one of those seeds where I really fell in love with coaching. And you're absolutely right. Not every coach is going to be the right fit for you. It is important that there's a meaningful connection, that you share the values and that you share the vision of what you want to achieve and that the coach has demonstrated ability to help you get there. But such a powerful process. And my career exploded after that. I had so much success after that time of life. It was really fun. And I was working less. I I had so much energy. I was happier than I'd ever been. I got remarried years later and still incredibly happily married to my beautiful wife, Johanna. It was just an incredible transformation, but coaching was a huge part of that. Well, let me dig a little deeper on coaching. One of the things that I identify is a technique that they use in terms of visualization. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? What's in between? And let's put a plan together to get there. Of course, you deal with some of the other things that are roadblocks and things out of the way. With some coaches, I felt there was always a lot of emphasis on the accountability piece. Okay, this is what we discussed last time we chatted, okay? So between that time and now, what has been done? A lot of accountability, not enough of a blend of tell me what you were thinking, tell me what got in the way, tell me how you overcame it, whatever the case may be. In your experience and what you are doing right now, how heavily do you focus on the accountability piece versus the other aspects of coaching? First of all, accountability is, in my mind, one of the most important and underutilized mechanisms of success in all careers everywhere, period. (laughs) If we would hold ourselves more accountable and create systems of accountability and people who hold us accountable in our life, it's like raising the thermostat. You're going to get out of life consistently, not what you want, but what you're willing to tolerate. Accountability is all about raising that bar of what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to tolerate in life. So for me, as a coach, the level of accountability that I build into an individual's experience as a client really depends on how good are they at executing and holding themselves accountable versus 
Is that a big gap for them? And my goal is always to make sure we invest the time with that individual leader in the place that has the highest leverage for them to move towards their results. And some clients, especially with engineers being focused on technical talent, some of them are incredibly disciplined. They hold themselves to a high standard. And if they say they're going to do something, you better believe it's done every single time we reconnect. And that's awesome. So for those people, accountability from me directly is a very small part of our relationship because they've already mastered that element or they have someone else they're they're leaning on for accountability, which is great. For other clients, maybe it's because their life is in a state of chaos or they lack a certain level of self-control or self-discipline. That's part of what we're coaching around is to build that into their way of leading and being. We might spend a lot of time on the questions you just described. Hey, you said you were going to do this. What happened? If we didn't do it, what stopped you? What was the thing? Is it just, I forgot? Okay. How do we build better systems so that you can't forget next time? Was it something outside your control? derailed your schedule. Okay, interesting. Let's talk about that when those kinds of things happen, because guess what? It will happen again. How do you approach that? What's your strategy for that? What, what do you do instead? What could you have said no to make sure that you still got done what was on your agenda? Maybe that extra three hours of Netflix last night wasn't the right choice, right? Like Those are really important conversations for some clients, not so much for others. So coaching is always a combination of foundational things we all need to do but also this personalization of what do you need as a leader? I used to say that I didn't believe in work-life balance. I just simply don't believe in that. I hate the phrase. I appreciate the sentiment. I don't think anybody means ill will by saying work-life balance, but I'll be an engineer for a moment. I think it's a bad model. It's a good intention. It's a bad model because you say work-life balance, Jeanette. The first thing people picture in their mind is this idea of a scale, right? So on one side is work. On the other side is this thing called life. So wait a minute. Isn't work part of your life? They're on the same side of the scale, right? So what are we really trying to do there? I think it's just a bad way to think about it, and it leads to bad decisions. Because if you're working a lot, think the answer is to go on vacation. But if you're unhappy, you're burning out at work, going on vacation doesn't solve that. You're just vacating a problem. And you're going to come right back to that problem when you get back to work. So yeah, I think it's a broken model. Let's talk about Oasis of Courage. It sounds so refreshing. I appreciate that. You know, it's sort of like a paradise of, of just living life. So let's talk about how you created that concept or the vision for Oasis yeah. of Courage. The name was born in my own life mission statement creation or manifestation, if you want to think of that. So before I ever knew I'd even start this company, working with one of my coaches, this was back in 2015, 16 timeframe, we did a really powerful exercise around creating a life purpose statement, a metaphor and a picture to create this idea of how we want to live and what our life purpose is. It was a very deep exercise. I really connected with it. And what came out of that, I haven't changed a single word to this day. It's that I am an OA a long life's journey that gives you courage to walk on. And I find this incredible resonance in my life purpose that if I can encourage you, it's my favorite word in the English language, encourage. It's to place courage into someone else, sharing my courage with you so that you can face your fears or take that next step or you know, lift yourself up from a hard place one step. If I can do that by the way I live and help you just take one step forward, that's the 
the deepest meaning for me of how I want to show up in the world. And so that was born. I started really leaning into that and living my life that way. And when I heard that still small voice we talked about earlier, that it's time to walk away from my engineering career, which was moving up and to the right. It was really going well. I took a big risk to step away from that and launch this business and ask myself, what do I call this? It became clear immediately. The whole reason I'm doing it is to encourage other people to give them the thing they need to not hit rock bottom the way I did. All I'm going to go do is live out my mission more fully. So why not name the business exactly what my mission is, which is to be an oasis of courage. I hesitated for a few moments because, wow, this is really personal. It doesn't sound like coaching. Oasis of courage, to your point, is this interesting idea, but it was so important to me I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And if the marketplace rejects it, I can always change the name. As it turns out, my clients really connect deeply to this idea that you're in the arena of your life where it's it's messy. It's hard. You get punched in the face. You get knocked down. You get dirty and dusty in this arena. And it's nice to be able to escape that place and go to the oasis where you can receive coaching and encouragement and support and equip yourself to then go back to the arena the next day and go again. So that's the heartbeat of why we named the business this. And for short, we call it Oaco just because Oasis of Courage is a mouthful. And maybe one day it'll be like Hagen dazs People will just know what it is. But that's the story. And we're really proud of it. We love when I read about you and your business and I came across that name, I thought, wow, it seems so rejuvenating. Great I think, word. I think about an oasis. It just makes me feel well, good. It's working. That's what we want. And that's why my podcast is The Happy Engineer. We don't want to go through life without experiencing this opportunity to have joy and happiness that's in front of us, but it takes courage to do that. It takes courage to be happy. A lot of people don't realize that, but it does. Reality is that there's enough going on in the world that would make you very pessimistic about the now and the future. And I, I totally get it. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Yeah, agree. Agree. Yeah. That, that's a whole nother podcast episode. Exactly. <laughs> I'll leave it there. So as we talk about career burnout, I was thinking about that. And I said to myself just this morning, sometimes it's not always about the career. Sometimes it's about the personal things that are happening in your life, be it your relationships, mm -hmm. be it family. And for many of us at a certain age, it's about the responsibility of sometimes taking care of loved ones who are not well. Sure. Absolutely. And we're not well for a long period of time, which can cause a lot of stress. I know a lot of times we think about career burnout, but I think life can burn you. 100%. I have clients who get burned out when they're unemployed while they're looking for a new job. They got laid off during a tech layoff. Maybe they worked at Amazon or they worked at one of these big organizations that laid off a lot of engineers and they're looking for a new job. They don't even have a job and they're burning themselves out. So I agree. Burnout can come in all shapes and sizes and it's not a single thing. It's not just burning the candle on both ends at work, to your point. Absolutely true. The thing that I believe is so stealthy about why burnout sneaks up on us is because we all want to assume that burnout is caused by what we're doing. But the truth is that burnout is only accelerated by what you're doing. The primary cause of burnout is what you're not doing. You have to look into the blank spaces to understand why you're burning out. You're not sleeping well. You're not eating healthy foods. You're not spending time with loved ones and refreshing yourself in relationships that are healthy and positive and strong. You're not 
growing or developing yourself in any new ways. You're not challenging yourself. All of these things that are now missing from your life that keep you healthy and balanced and whole and give you the energy and the strength to put in the long hours if or when you need to or to get up another day and take care of that sick loved one when it's emotionally really taxing. So that's what we focus on with our clients. If you're feeling burned out, rather than try to assign blame to whatever's on your calendar, I want to look at what's not on your calendar that we need to prioritize first and start getting those pieces back into your life. And what happens is naturally it's going to force some things off. And we're right. going to see what drops, see what falls to the bottom and make some of those hard choices for what we say no to. But it's a lot easier to say yes to the right things first and see what got squeezed out the bottom than it is to take everything that's there and just start saying no, because nature doesn't like a vacuum. If you just leave a blank space, it'll immediately get sucked back in with all the same garbage that was filling it before. And so rather than trying to create blank spaces on your calendar, first, we're just going to force back in the right stuff. Right. <laughs> then and we'll see what falls off the bottom side. And I think it's a really useful way to help someone get out of the downward spirals to say, hey, you're looking at the wrong side of the equation. Look at what you're not doing. I can relate to that because uh, I started to feel burnt out. Okay. So what I decided to do was to actually color code my calendar, look at it from that perspective. And what I would see in red, let's just say, would be all of my podcasting, all the duties that are involved in my podcasting. But what I noticed was there was very little lavender on my calendar. And lavender is a color for me, my workouts, yeah, my massages, exactly. my reading time. All of those kinds of things. So I started to fill my calendars with some elements of purple or lavender every single day. <laughs> I love that. It's a really powerful tool. We use that in coaching all the time. Just let's make it visual. Make it easy to see what's happening with the two key resources of your life, your time and your energy. How are you investing your time? How are you managing your energy? And to your point, if you're not giving yourself the gift of time, and using that time in a way that rejuvenates and recreates this idea of recreation, right? Recreational activity. I just love that word, you know, to recreate yourself, a positive energy experience. Some people mistake, oh, I took time to myself. But if what you did during that time was something you don't enjoy, maybe you had to clean the house. I get it. It's got to get done. But that's yeah. not lavender, right? That doesn't actually feed the soul. It's, right. Oh, maybe you could tweak it, listen to your favorite podcast or do something that kind of makes it better. But you want to pay attention to those two things. And you're right. You got to give yourself some space because you can't give what you don't have. And, and if you don't take care of yourself, then you have nothing to give. Absolutely. I know that you talk a lot about getting clarity. I believe that you offer a clarity session. Let's talk a little bit about that. Clarity to me is a prerequisite to progress. And so high performers in any area of life, we could talk career, you could talk sports, you could talk being a great parent, the high performers, people with a high performance mindset always seek clarity as one of their foundational habits and practices of life. It's a high performance habit. So if I don't know what I need to be focused on today, then I stop what I'm doing and get clear. Am I doing the right thing? Is this aligned with my goals and the things I need to get done? Or is it serving self care and recovery? Do I have clarity? If you don't, you stop until you get there. It's just a, a way of being. 
I live in Michigan, Jeanette, and one of the things this for anybody who lives in tropics wouldn't understand, but in the winter in Michigan, we have this really special thing that happens where your windshield of your car gets totally covered with snow and ice all the time. And there's a special law in Michigan that you only need to defrost a window of maybe six inches tall by 12 inches wide, and then you're allowed to drive as long as you can just see out the way. I'm, I'm kidding. There's not a, but it happens all the time, right? You're in a hurry to get somewhere. You don't want to wait for the defrost to totally get all the ice off your windshield. You start driving anyway, classic Michigan move. Well, you're not going to do 75 miles an hour down the highway with a windshield covered in ice peeking through a little six by six pocket in the front of the windshield. You need a clear, open windshield if you want to go fast in life. And high performers that get things done, success loves speed. And so you need to be clear on where you're going. And if you're not, it's like trying to drive with that ice on your windshield. And it's dangerous. You have to go super slow. And it's frustrating. You can't see. So clarity to me, what that means for people might show up in a bit different way, but, but the concept, the principle of this is universal. I don't care what you do, who you are. If you want to experience a life of progress and high performance and reaching your goals quickly and easily, you need clarity. I appreciate the direction that our chat has taken. I wanted to ask you, what other things would you like us to know about you and what you do? About me in particular, I'll just share a couple of fun things because I think often we get so associated in our identity to our work. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love and I believe is that my identity is well beyond just what I do as a coach. I'm a Christian. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I love to ride horses and motorcycles. My wife and I do acrobatic yoga, which is super fun. We do ballroom dancing. That's how we met. And life is so full of incredible, adventurous things that you can experience and do. I'm a big believer that you want to widen the aperture. Just allow yourself to experience more. Go try something new, something you've never done. Variety is the spice of life, as they say, and I really do believe that's true. There's so much happiness and fulfillment to be gained by allowing yourself to get outside this really narrow band of our day-to-day experience. It's just easy, but without intention, to fall into the trap of one week and then another and another, and then years go by where you've really been doing the exact same things the whole time. Part of what I'm proud of in my life is that I explore things and try things, and I'm open to failure. So that would be my parting thoughts and something I really embrace in my identity is to be adventurous and let life be exciting. I appreciate that. Let's talk about how to contact you. Okay. Thank you. If this conversation really resonates with you, maybe you're not an engineer, but you really want to know more about what we do or you want to hear from me, the best place to go is our podcast. It's the Happy Engineer podcast. And Jeanette, you and I talked about this before we hit record today. The content is really something everyone can take value from. But there's these pieces where being an engineer makes life unique. And if you know an engineer, you know what I'm talking about. So we do focus in on some of those technical topics at times. But if you're in a STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics profession, and you really do need support in how to build your career and get to your goals without feeling like you're going to work even longer hours or burn yourself out and you want to spend time with us, I would love to gift you a free coaching session to really dig in and build a roadmap for you. And Jeanette, to your point, our first step is to get clarity. Then we're going to build those plans. And if you want to execute with us, great, but we're going to leave you with something you can take tremendous value from either way. So if that interests you, pick up your phone, give us a text message. It's really simple. Just one word, lifestyle. 
text the word lifestyle to 55444. You're going to get a prompt to be able to book some time with us for that first clarity call. Then we'll get you on our calendar for free coaching. And it would be an honor to do that. It's been my honor to have this opportunity with you, Zach. I know that we've had this appointment on the calendar for a while. So I do appreciate your time today and, and you stopping in to visit with me in the next chapter experience. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure and keep doing the incredible work you do, Jeanette. I absolutely love your mission, your show, and everybody who's listening to this is in the right place. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.